Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Hey, this is John C. John, pastor of Tana Creek Community Church, Mumbai, India. It is indeed a blessed privilege to be preaching with God's word, the Bible, as my foundation. I want to thank you for tuning in. I believe that you will never be the same again as you hear the message and allow God to impact you. can happen anytime what can happen anytime is is a question you may want to ask me let's wait as we hear from God's word I believe God will speak into your lives I would like to begin with you know as incident in the Bible most of you are aware with Noah Noah in the Old Testament no one day God told Noah to build a big ship and uh, Noah wasn't aware of a big ship Noah had not seen a big ship and nobody at that time had you know had witnessed traveling by a ship or anything of that sort and so when God told Noah to build a ship Noah obeyed God and uh, he began to build a ship and I'm quite sure as he was building this this gigantic you know huge uh, ship people are all come and ask Noah what is it that you do with we haven't seen anything like this in the past what is this this new thing that you're doing and and then he, he tried to explain to them that god is not happy with the people on earth what is the reason they are wicked these people are living a life that is full of violence they are involved in sexual immorality they are involved in uh, all kinds of uh, you know a uh, wicked lifestyle that god is not happy about and so uh, god tells uh, you know noah tells the people all these things and what happens people began to laugh at noah people began to make fun of noah and uh, one of the reasons they made fun of noah was they couldn't understand what noah was trying to tell them because they had not witnessed anything of that sort till that day and so uh, they couldn't be you know they couldn't believe what noah was saying but noah would have tried to explain to them and uh, this is the other thing that god told uh, you know uh, noah that i am going to send rain and i'm going to destroy the whole world with with with, with water and uh, this is what exactly happened after noah built the ark no god asked noah and his family to go into the ark and i don't want to take much time to tell that story if you have time no uh, uh, open the bible to the book of genesis chapter 6 and the first few you know uh, uh, verses if you if you read uh, you will get to know the story of noah and the following passages as well and so noah uh, you know obeyed god and uh, when noah and the family got into the into the ship or in the bible says uh, the huge ark when noah got into the ark and his family and uh, all the animals that god wanted to save they all got into the ark the bible says like this god shut the door of this huge vessel once god shut the door it began to rain and for 40 days and 40 nights it continued to rain and there was a huge flood what happened to all those people that noah had shared about whatever god told him to share what happened 
They didn't believe Noah. As a result, they drowned and they died. When you read the Bible, you get to know that people around the world, everyone, nobody was spared except for Noah and his family. This is the story that you would see in the book of Genesis chapter 6. And how did I know that Noah preached? Because if you turn to 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 5, 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 5, it says like this, Noah was known as a preacher of righteousness. So Noah was a preacher. That's how. We don't have any other reference if Noah preached to all the people. But it says here in 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 5, Noah was a preacher of righteousness. Meaning he preached about walking right before God. Walking right before God. That was his major you know, message. Walking right before God. And uh, people didn't want to believe that. People didn't want to obey that. That's a story you get to hear. He preached about righteousness. Now, I would like to draw your attention to a few passages in the Bible, which I would like to read out for us. Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. Verses 36 to 39. Matthew 24 verses 36 to 39. But of that day and hour no one knows. Angels of heaven, but my father only. Jesus is saying this. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. You see that? People were eating, drinking, enjoying life, you know, giving in marriage, everything. And they were not very much concerned about what Noah preached. But what happened? When the flood came, that's when they realized what Noah was preaching to them. He was a preacher of righteousness who preached to walk right before God and people to listen to them. Also Luke chapter 17 verses 26 and 27. Luke 17 verses 26 and 27. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, and they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And the flood came and destroyed them all. They did everything. They did everything, whatever they liked, till the flood came. Till they, no, they had to face you know, a huge challenge in life. Till that day, they did everything that they thought was best for them. But when the flood came, the only place they could run for safety was the ark that Noah built. And what happened? What happened? When they came to the ark to save themselves, what happened? They couldn't enter the ark because the door of the ark was shut. The time for them to decide to save themselves were over. 
Now it was not their time to decide because the time given to them was over. That's why I said it can happen any time. Come along with me as I share with you, you know, further from God's word. If you go on to read in Matthew chapter 24 verses 45 to 51 and Luke chapter 13 verses 34 to 36. Matthew 24 verses 45 to 51 and Luke 13 34 to 36. There are a few illustrations that God, Jesus is speaking to us. In this passage, Jesus talks about uh, you know, a wealthy, you know, uh, a wealthy man, a rich businessman who is leaving his home and all that he has into the hands of one of the managers and he goes far away. And he gives responsibility to, uh, responsibility to the managers to take care of the house, the business and everything. And the manager doesn't know when the owner will return. And Jesus says, you know, you can either be a wise, faithful manager or a lazy, foolish manager. If you're a wise, faithful manager, what would you do? You would do exactly what the owner told him to do. What his boss told him to do, he would exactly be doing that. Taking care of the house, taking care of the business, taking care of everything that belongs to the owner. And so that one day when the owner returns, what would he find the manager be doing? He would find the manager doing everything as he would have done. That's a wise, faithful manager. But what happens if you're a foolish, lazy manager? Jesus says, once the owner goes away, this guy would think, oh, I've been waiting for the owner to come, but he didn't come. He didn't come. He's waiting, he's waiting. Finally, he realizes maybe this guy is not coming. Who is not coming? The owner is not coming. And so he begins to, you know, walk around lazy. He is not faithful like before. He is not exactly doing what the owner wanted him to do. And he was just sleeping and enjoying his time, utilizing the money given by the owner for his own benefit. He's not doing everything that he thinks is best. One day, the owner arrives, he comes, and when he comes, you know what does he see? He sees this manager just sleeping, lazy, not doing any work, not taking care of the business the owner had. Jesus says like this, what will the owner do? He will remove this person from the post. He will throw him away because this guy was not faithful. That's one of the illustrations Jesus gives. There's another illustration Jesus gives in, in, in Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 to 13. Matthew 25, verses 1 to 13. And this is a very familiar passage for maybe most of you Christians who are listening to me. About 10 virgins. They were waiting for the bridegroom to come. And, you know, it was a custom during those days, in the time of Jesus, I mean, in the Israelite custom, you know, for the women to wait for their, you know, the man to come. So the engagement happens, the betrothal happens, and the man goes back to his hometown, and a day will come, he will come all of a sudden, like a surprise. But what will this girl who's betrothed to this man, who's engaged to this man, what should she be doing? She can't be running around like other women. She has to be waiting watch and wait for her would-be to come 
and she'll be waiting with expectation. She'll be waiting with full joy. She'll be eagerly waiting. And it's a custom to light a lamp, which means to be ready, to be you know, waiting for the bridegroom to come. And Jesus goes on to say, out of these ten virgins, five are very wise and five he called as foolish. Why weren't the five called as wise? Because they brought their lamp full of oil and they also carried some extra with them so that when this oil runs out, they can pour more oil and keep the lamp burning. But what did the other five do? You know what? They prepared themselves and, you know, got themselves ready, but they were not very much concerned about keeping the lamp burning. And so they came and they were all waiting for the bridegroom to come. Today they kept waiting, 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 waiting for a long time, long time. And they were so tired. And they all went to sleep. And just then, when nobody was expecting, the bridegroom entered into the sea. And all of them, all the ten of them got up. There was music. There was no uh, great celebration. All ten of them got up. They, you know, they, they prepared themselves to meet the bridegroom. And just then, the five foolish virgins were waiting for the bridegroom. Realized the lamp is not burning anymore. They realized that the oil is over. They looked at the other five wise virgins whose lamps were burning. They requested, please, can you give us a little oil? They were not selfish. That's why they said like this, if we share our all with you, very soon you may not also have, we may not also, not, we may also not have, we'll all run out of oil, we won't be able to fulfill the reason why we were waiting for the bridegroom. And so I encourage you, they, the five wise people, we encourage you, go into the market, buy oil and come back fast. So the five foolish virgins, they ran to the market to get some oil and they brought oil, they were so happy, but when they reached, the bridegroom reached the scene, the five virgins went with the bridegroom and the door of the banquet hall closed. And those five virgins who were foolish, who came with the oil now, they knocked on the door and said, we have come, we are ready to come in. And there was a voice from inside that, that came out this way, we do not know who you are. You see, ten were waiting. But only five were prepared. They were watching and waiting. Maybe they were prepared to meet the bridegroom. It can happen anytime, my friend. It can happen anytime. It can happen at the time when you're least expecting. Who am I speaking about? I'm talking about Jesus Christ. 2,000 years ago, when Jesus was leaving this planet and going to his home in heaven, this is what he said, I am coming back again. I will come soon. Jesus said, I am coming soon. And he told everyone to be watching, be prepared and wait for his second coming. But some of you would be thinking, oh, 2,000 years have gone by. And he will not be coming anytime now, maybe a little bit later. Let me settle down. Let me travel abroad. Let me make some good income. Let me build some good house. Let me do that and we do this. And no, we are thinking about how we can make our life on earth comfortable. But let me remind you, my friends, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, it clearly says like this, the people of faith. Those who trusted in the living God. You know, do you know how they lived? They lived as pilgrims on earth. They did not consider living on earth as a permanent dwelling. No, they were pilgrims. They were travelers. They looked up to their beautiful home in heaven. They always expected that this was 
not their home and that's why the you know the singer goes on to say this world is not my home i'm just a traveler through i'm looking on beyond to my home there are you waiting to go to be with your savior in that home or are you making yourself comfortable living on this planet which most of us are actually trying to do now it will be like the time of noah when people were least expecting but some of you i know you have confusions you are doubtful when will jesus come how will all this happen because the bible describes many things about the coming of jesus christ and you may be a little bit confused about when and how so let me explain that to you in, in the most simplest way not in a very profound theological manner in the most simple way that you will understand the way i understood it jesus is coming back that is absolutely true because every promise that was promised in the bible everything that was foretold every prophecy that was foretold has already happened my friend the only thing remaining is the coming of jesus christ the bible is full of prophecies and every prophecy has been fulfilled the only prophecy is now that is that i am waiting for that the church the bride of jesus christ the church is waiting for is the coming of the bridegroom the coming of our savior jesus christ but when he comes will you be ready now let me take you to a few portions in the bible now matthew chapter 24 verses 42 matthew 24 42 and matthew 24 44 it says like this watch be ready watch be ready at what time should you be ready at all times because it can happen any time what can happen any time jesus can come any time so you got to be watching and be ready be prepared also in matthew 25 verse 13 it says watch in mark chapter 13 verse 33 mark 13 33 it doesn't just say watch it says watch and pray Watch him watch what don't watch the things around you wasting your time you know watching that watching this and you know unnecessarily getting your mind filled with all rotten things the pressures of the world watch what that means be awake don't be like that foolish servant sleeping watch means be awake be ready and what you should be doing pray what is pray talking to god big in connection with god big in communion with god i spoke a little bit about prayer on my yesterday's you know message waiting for god by praying spend time with the word of god my friends this lockdown i would consider also as a blessing because god gave us time to read the word and to pray not waste your time on televisions and you know all those news and watching movies and you know oh good movies and I'm, i'm not watching bad movies whatever it is that's not the point here the point here is clear spend time with the lord by pray, by reading his word the word of god the bible read it again and again study it somebody asked me the other day don't you know those these things in the bible how come you are a pastor and you don't know all these things i said i'm still a student of the word of god till my death i will still be studying and even after that when i go to heaven to be with my savior i'll still be learning something new every day i am not a person who's understood everything about god i'm still learning and i encourage you to not be a student of god's word keep learning and the next thing keep praying keep praying watch be prepared 
be praying. Let the lamp be burning. The, the, the fire of prayer, let it be burning. Don't put it off. But as I now bring out these portions, there are a few other things that I would like to also touch before I close now for this, uh, for, uh, for this morning. You know what? When you read Matthew, when you read Mark and Luke, you also read about those portions in Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24, verses 29 to 31. Matthew 24, 29 to 31. Mark 13, verses 26. And the surrounding verses. Luke 21, and the following few verses. Matthew 24, 29, and the following verses. Mark 13, and the verses around verse 26. Luke 21, and the verses that surrounds that. All of this also talks about the coming of Jesus. But don't confuse with what I said before and now. The second coming of Jesus, I would like to make it as simple as possible, is in two phases. No, in two phases. The first phase, Jesus is coming to take those who believe in him. All those who believe in him. It is for those who believe in Jesus Christ. But the second coming, that the second part of the the second coming, he is majorly coming for Israel. Not for us. Majorly for Israel. But the first coming is the church. Those who have been waiting for the second coming of Jesus. In the first coming, nobody will know when he will come. And that's the message I have for this morning. It can happen anytime. When Jesus comes in the second coming, the first phase of the second coming, nobody knows when he will come. We have to be ready. But the second coming, when he comes, everyone will see. And that's what I said in Matthew 24, 29 to 31. Mark 13, 26. And Luke 21 and the following verses. When Jesus comes, the second coming, the second phase. Meaning he comes back again. That is basically not for those who believe in it. It's basically for the Jewish people. And so I don't want you to be misled. All these tribulations, all these great things, all that will happen after the church is taken up to be with him in heaven. So I would like to prove my point there so you will understand. In, uh, in Mark, when you read in Mark, it says like this about, you know, the Son of Man coming. It says like this, Mark 13, 26. Then they will see the Son of Man coming. In Matthew 24, verse 13. They will see him coming. 24, verse 30. The sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. And then all the tribes of earth will mourn. And they will see the Son of Man coming. You see, so also in Luke was, uh, chapter 21, verse 27. It says, they will see him coming. So, every, I mean, the people around will see the coming of Jesus. But in the second coming, the first part, nobody will know when he's coming. In some of the portions it says, he will come like a thief, which means the thief doesn't say I'm coming to your house to steal. He will come at, at a time when you're least expecting it. That's an analogy, an example given. Similarly, Jesus, when he comes, he will come when you're least expecting. So you've got to be ready at all times. But the, that, the other coming, when he comes, He'll come in the clouds, he'll come down, everyone will know he's coming. You know what happens? That's not for us. 
that's basically for those people that he has elected that is the people of Israel now if you read uh, Luke chapter 17 please turn to Luke chapter 17 verses 28 and following Luke chapter 17 verses 28 and following likewise as it was also in the days of Lord they ate they drank they bought, they sold, they planted, they built in the time of Lot. Lot is a nephew of Abraham that you find in Genesis. Okay, Lot and his family settled down in, in a place called Sodom and Gomorrah. And these two cities are full of wickedness. All kinds of wickedness that you see today, it existed even then in Sodom and Gomorrah. And Lot and his family happened to live there. And so God decided to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, but God didn't do it. You know why? Because Lot was living there. So God had to rescue Lot first. And so if, if you read this, likewise in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on that day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. What does it mean? God will rescue his people before the complete destruction happens. Before the great tribulation. Before all of these great things happen. So some of you are waiting for the tribulation. My friend, if you are part of the body of Christ, if you are the church, you will be taken away before God sends destruction. Complete destruction. Now you're hearing about rumors of war. You're hearing rumors of pestilence. The twins happening around. Tsunami, earthquake. All this is happening. This is telling us one thing. Jesus is coming soon. But before the complete destruction happens. Before God destroys everything. Before the great tribulation happens. God will not allow the church to go through it. He will take them away. Just, just like he delivered Lord. This is my word to you. It can happen anytime. Are you ready? Are you ready? Some of you may not believe what I'm saying. But I have to tell you what the Lord put in my heart. Are you ready? Jesus is coming soon, my friend. Are you ready? When he comes, he mustn't find you sleeping. He mustn't find you being unfaithful, enjoying the pleasures of the world. Once the door is closed, once God removes the people, those he loves, that destruction will happen. Then you don't have a chance to decide. Today, right now, is a day of salvation. You can decide today. Are you walking right with God? Noah preached. He was known as a preacher of righteousness. Just like me. There are hundreds and thousands of men and women of God. Around the world preaching. And reminding the people. Live a life of righteousness. Keep yourselves ready. Keep yourselves ready. Jesus can come anytime. But when he comes. Will you be ready? Do not make yourself comfortable on this earth. This is not our home. We are just pilgrims passing through. All these things will happen. But before the great tribulation happens, before something worse can happen, God will take away his bride. Jesus will come for his bride. Jesus will come for his church. Those who believe in Jesus Christ, those who are water baptized, and those who live a life of righteousness, I tell you, you are the church. You are the body of Christ. It's not the building that you see around. That's not the church. Church is us. We who believe in Jesus Christ, we are the church. Are you ready, my friend? 
It can happen any time. Let me remind you, it can happen any time. While I'm preaching now, it can happen. Jesus can come now. Maybe five minutes from now, Jesus can come. Maybe today evening, Jesus can come. Are you ready? Do not be comfortable on this earth. This is not our home. We have to go to be with Jesus. All those who have not put your trust in Jesus, I invite you to put your trust in Jesus. He is coming. He promised the prophecies about him all have been fulfilled. He is coming back again. Are you ready to meet him? May the Lord richly bless you as you decide to follow Jesus, as you decide to walk a walk of righteousness, as you keep, your, as you keep yourselves ready, as you watch and pray and get yourself ready. You know, I believe God will give you the strength. God will give you the strength. May the Lord bless you.